This is this is sad that our top news this week is Eric Carlson still good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can do a podcast about that every week, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. I'll never but get if... <laughs> tired of riffing on Eric Carlson's excellence. My concern about you basically talking about how much you like Eric Carlson every week is that I'm trying to avoid this podcast getting an explicit rating on iTunes. And so <laughs> I just like that's a that's a content warning. You died it in red. Remember Todd White? Where did Eric Carlson eat last night? It doesn't matter if you ask. It's the Chet and Luke Podcast. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode York of the Chet Sellers and Luke Peristi podcast. I'm Luke, and I'm joined, as always, by the man who always takes questions from the press after he works out. It's Chet Sellers. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Why is it when Eric Carlson invites the media to a workout, they sort of say, what a dedicated captain this guy is. And when I invite the media to my workout, those that show up just tell me I need to stabilize my core better. What is that about? Well, I think part of it has to do with the fact that Eric Carlson is working out at the Sensplex and you are working out in your basement. <laughs> I invited Eric Carlson to work out in my basement and uh, he declined that. He declined my LinkedIn. I, I just I'm worried we're not connecting me and Eric Carlson. That's his loss, though, because your workout and brunch parties are legendary. It's hard to say what you're more known for at this point. Your incredible bench press numbers or your incredible eggs benedict. How is it that we are already riffing on an Eric Carlson workout? being the biggest off-season news for the Ottawa Senators. I'm a little bit worried. Pierre Dorian got to pull the trigger on something. I know, right? That guy hired a coach and then he went into hibernation. <laughs> Stuff has been wild quiet for that dude for the last few weeks. Oh my God. Because I think there's a guy out there who we're all hoping is going to be around next year. His name is Mike. His last name is Kostka. Well, I'm it's actually Mike Hoffman. <laughs> Quality setup. That's why. That's why you tune in, folks. Yeah, things are pretty quiet on the uh, actual player side of things. So Eric Carlson saw this dearth of news and decided, you know what? I'm going to do a workout. Yeah, to invite people to show up. And then I'm going to take questions. It I, was the best. I know what's going to energize the Ottawa market: cable crosses. <laughs> You think Eric Carlson's serious when he says that, you know, this year he's really going to turn it on? Or do you think he's just playing us all like an orchestra that he's always been at 100 percent? Now he's just saying that he's at 100 percent so that we respect him more. I think he was um, I mean, he says said every offseason for the last, you know, since he had his his Achilles injury. Oh, I didn't feel like I was, you know, fully all the way back last year, but I'm hoping to get there next year. And I think he's been at that level. Like last year was the best season he's ever had. Right. So mm -hmm. I think I think he's at 100 percent. But if part of his game is telling himself he's not so that he just pushes himself harder then then i say go for it eric carlson you keep doing those cable crosses man it is pretty great to think that the dude ha was a point per game player as a defenseman last year and even watching him you kind of think this guy's team is kind of garbage you know he's feeding passes in the slot to scott gomez 
he could easily do better. To hear him say, yeah, I've got another gear, I'm like, yes, this is what I want to hear. <laughs> nice to hear, my lad. Please drink this cup of amino acids I just mixed you. Yeah, I will mix your raw egg yolks into a glass myself. Yeah, I guess my only question with Eric Carlson is how he, you know, said he's excited to play for Guy Boucher, and what does Eric Carlson in a Guy Boucher system look like? And I'm asking because I have no idea. The thing I keep coming back to is the fact that when Steven Stamkos had his ridiculous 60 goal season that was achieved under Guy Boucher oh so what you're what you're saying is that Mike Hoffman's gonna cost even more money next year (laughs) I'm saying if I'm Mike Hoffman I'm looking for that one-year deal so I can cash in on those Guy Boucher inflated numbers next year that would make sense if you were Mike Hoffman yeah Eric Carlson's gonna have 100 points next year um (laughs) look he's starting to prepare for next season and this season isn't even over yet so let's keep it moving Eric Carlson's still good working his core what else is going on the frankly shocking events of Chris Phillips retirement yeah that blindsided me who could have seen this coming I mean I guess it's better especially in a contact sport to walk away too early rather than too late but uh it's still tough to see but you know what it felt good I think that Chris Phillips was at peace with himself and his career and his one more game than Daniel Alfredson played (laughs) I love that he even referenced that too well I mean he yeah he even said uh if if Alfredson unretires I'm gonna unretire too and I was like I know that's 100% true. If, if Daniel Alfredson unretires, the team will be like, yeah, absolutely. You want to play two games? We don't care. You know, you can you can go out there with a sled for all we care. It'll be exciting. Yeah. Uh, if Chris Phillips says, you know what? I'm feeling like I could uh, I could top up. I could play another game or two. They'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. We have, we have so much alumni work you need to focus on. <laughs> we do not have time for this. You need to stay focused on your alumni work. You need to continue making the Ottawa Senators the team for dads. That is the perfect role for Chris Phillips I love that so much. You got to wonder. I mean, it's great that Chris Phillips wants to stay on, but is Chris Phillips really the best choice for the job or just the safe choice for the job? You know what I'm saying? Once again, another internal hire. You know, where are the senators looking to bring in new ideas about alumni uh, and community work? You know, status quo, name of the game. You know, I hope he does a good job, but I wonder who else was out there who could have done that job. Yeah, some analytics focused person who could like really focus the community outreach in the you know most profitable areas of ottawa i mean what's chris phillips gonna do he's just gonna say that he's played the game yep same that's what makes him qualified to sign autographs and get people out to fundraisers just another typical green belt outsider it is the sort of hire that's really indicative of the overall institutional rot within the ottawa senators at this time This is ridiculous. Institutional rot. He'll do he'll do a great job. Um, he and his wife, I mean, they were already they had a fundraiser this past week for Fort McMurray. And I'm sure that he will continue to bring the, the beer and the bikes and the Bengay to the uh, to the Ottawa Senators community relations. And I look forward to seeing what he does with it. Yes, Chris Phillips retired puts a nice capper on a great career and moves to a place where you know he basically was already and just makes it official which i like he you know it was kind of a lightning rod for criticism his last couple years um some deserved some not look Uh, i'm gonna say like there was a podcast i'm not gonna name the podcast don't but they did some a podcast did refer to chris phillips as 
the defensive worry from Fort McMurray. That is horrendous. And whoever I, did that should be ashamed of themselves. I'm not in favor of that. No, I'm glad that uh, Chris Phillips has, you know, we can kind of look at the bulk of their career rather than just the end. You know, now that he's uh, we can take a step back and appreciate all the things he did for the senators over the course of 18 years. And mm-hmm. even if he was never the best defenseman on the team in any of his 18 seasons, he was uh, he was always a solid contributor. And if you listen to Eugene Melnick, you just put him on the ice with five minutes left and you're not going to lose. You know, the moral of the story here is that it's easier to focus on the past when you're not so worried about the present. <laughs> the one thing I will say about the Chris Phillips retirement, you know how when a really old celebrity dies, there are... You got anyone in mind? Well, okay, let's <laughs> say... There's been a few lately. <laughs> there's been a few lately, but let's take a step back. Let's talk about somebody who's been gone for a while. Let's talk about Bob Hope, right? right. Bob Hope was like 120 when he died, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody, like, those obituaries were all pre-written, right? Like, they were yeah. ready to go. <laughs> it was kind of the same thing with every Ottawa media outlet having the salute to Chris Phillips retirement column, like, click published five minutes after the announcement. So, because yeah. they'd been writing them since 2010. Yeah, someone who wrote the Chris Phillips retirement column was already dead. That's how long <laughs> it had been in the can for. Yeah, and so all you really had to do once a year was go back and change the number of seasons he'd played. Yeah. I did also like the moment in Chris Phillips' retirement press conference where Brian Murray took the mic, as he so often does. And I believe what he said was, I'm going to tell you all a story about Chris Phillips. So in the 2007 Cup Final, the refing was not very good. (laughs) (laughs) Which was the most Brian Murray thing I've ever seen. It was like, let me tell you about this guy. But first, the refing. <laughs> oh, my God. Not having Brian Murray involved in the day-to-day is already is already painful. And that's nothing against Pierre Dorian. But you know how I think it was um, at some point Pierre Dorian was doing an interview on Team 1200 a couple weeks ago. And somebody asked him, like, what's what's the plan for Alex Chason? And he kind of goes, um, well, you know, we'll have to see. And <laughs> say, Alex Chason? <laughs> Yeah. Whereas, if you recall, Brian Murray um, basically dropping the mic on Matt Cassian a couple years ago, it was just kind of like, he's not in our plans and we're not in his. Next question. And I was like, that's that's the swagger that Pierre Dorian needs uh, talking about Alex Chason. Pierre's working on it. I think he can get there. I believe in Pierre Dorian. All right. But anyway, congratulations to Chris Phillips. Good career. Good guy. Looking forward to seeing what he does with the Senators going forward. And he will remain a community fixture for years and years to come. Which is like all we ever really needed out of anyone from the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa is a simple town of simple pleasures. And I think that when you've got like a (laughs) meat and potatoes stay-at-home defenseman who owns a brewery and like does charity work you're like that's pretty much the perfect guy (laughs) for the city of ottawa yeah yeah that's probably true although all the uh all the roots he put down here may really make me wonder why they didn't play hardball with his last contract but there you go um because because he had no no negotiating power and i'm sorry if i brought that up before i don't mean to belabor the point three years after it happened so let's move on from that Question for you. (laughs) Yes, hit me. Do the Senators retire his number? Yes. Okay. I think the Ottawa Senators are so desperate for anything resembling a sort of franchise heritage that they're going to see a guy who played the most games in franchise history here, who's good in the community, and was also like a solid deece at a 10 on the ice. 
and they're going to retire his number. I, I think you're exactly right. That was exactly the point I was going to make. I think if the senators had been around for 100 years, and I mean, I know they have. We've all seen the banners. But if the senators had, you know, a long history and, you know, a series of retired numbers already, I think Chris Phillips would be the kind of guy. It's like, yeah, we'll put you in the ring of honor and we're glad that you spent your career here and you're a really good guy. But we're you don't quite meet that threshold of retiring a number. Mm-hmm. The senators, having been around for only uh, XXV years, according to their new logo, are, as you say, absolutely desperate for history. And Chris Phillips, having basically been all of it, I suspect they will they will retire his number, uh, but not before Alfredson. I think they I think they know they won't do it before Alfredson and they shouldn't even do it on the same night. <laughs> well, but think of the cost savings, though, by <laughs> getting by uh, economies of scale. Man, yeah, you, you only have to two, use like two numbers one, in one night. Like you only have to use one pulley to get them both up there. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to rent the second pulley. <laughs> See, that's the sort of smart business move that we need more of for in this franchise. I know. Well, we don't get our space clown, so we're gonna have to make do with one pulley and two numbers on the same night. So. As mentioned earlier, Pierre Dorian's been a little quiet ever since introducing uh, the new head coach, but he's still got some work to do, especially before uh, July first hits. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run through some names, and I want you to tell me if you think they're gonna be back on the Ottawa Senators this year. Name number one, Cody Cece. <laughs> yes, I think Cody Cece will be back. Cody Cece's been rocking that uh, last year's Patrick Weirkosh thing, where he had a strong end to the year. Went to the World Championships, played really well there. Basically, how badly do you think Cody CC is going to regress next season? I don't know that he's going to regress, but I don't know that he's going to get a lot better either. To me, he's a bridge guy. Like, to me, he's a guy you sign for two years, see if he actually does develop playing with enough, and then figure out what you want to do with him after yeah, that. He is only 22, and defensemen are notoriously late developing. That is true. And those are two things that really make me think that Cody CC, who is already, like, okay at the moment, could end up being quite good later. You really don't want to give up on a young defenseman until you're sure he's Jared Cowan. Correct. And that's one thing we learned there. Also on the list, kind of adjacent to Cody Cece, is our man uh, Patty Dubs. Godspeed, Uh, Patty Dubs. Yeah, he's, yeah, good luck in future endeavors. (laughs) We would be pleased to provide you with a reference letter. (laughs) Speaking of future endeavors... Alex Chason. <laughs> we would not be pleased to provide you with a reference letter. <laughs> Is Alex Chason just like an overall... Wait, was he there? Was he even an Ottawa senator? I sometimes wonder if we invented him, but uh, he did apparently skate around on the ice for uh, the better part of the last two years and take up more or less the same amount of molecular space as Jason Spezza would have, but with, with little of the results to show for it. My thing about Alex Chason is I just have no idea what his strengths are. I've never been like, oh, good, Alex Chason, he's got a good pass, or Alex Chason, he's hard on the body, or Alex Chason, he goes to the dirty areas, or Alex Chason, he's got a sick wrister. No, he's just like Alex Chason, he is on the ice. Yep, he is, he is a biped who looks like a hockey player. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the Alex Chason story. I mean, Alex Chason is like no name ketchup, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it's just kind of there. And if you have to use it, you're like, yeah, this is ketchup. But uh, you couldn't you couldn't be less interesting as a as a product. Just pay the premium for the Heinz. It's worth it. Yeah, I don't usually go in for brand recognition, but when it comes to my ketchups, I'm there. Alex Chason is cereal that only comes in a bag. Next name on the RFA list, I have Matt Pumple. Matt Pumple, good question. I feel like you re-sign that guy on a one year for fairly cheap. Yeah, and you're like, this is it, Matt. Hit the gym, my G. <laughs> like. 
You got to be stronger in the corners. It would be fantastic if during the Eric Carlson workout, you actually had Matt Pumple doing the exact same workout in the uh, on the other side of the gym and being completely ignored. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Doing the same workout, just with the West plates. Yeah. Ryan Zingle. Well, he's the new Eric Condra, right? So he's yeah. probably coming back on a again on a uh, fairly cheap deal. Seven he's round. probably he's probably one of the first guys that gets signed. Like they probably signed Zingle before they sign Hoffman. Oh, that guy's going to get like seven hundred thousand dollar a year contract. That's going to be, be done like immediately. The and same way the same way that like what was it was it two years ago that the very first guy they signed in the offseason was Borvietsky? <laughs> Just like we got to get that one done, yeah. not because he's important, well, although he is, but because it's easy. They're like sliding their first offer across the table and yep. Borvietsky's just like signing it before he even sees what it is. He's like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Go back to refinishing my basement. They told him to bring his own pen. <laughs> they didn't even give him a pen to sign the offer. They're like, you, if you don't bring your own pen, you're not signing. So now is the moment we've all been waiting for. Chet P. Sellers. Is Mike Hoffman going to be back with the Ottawa Senators organization next year? Yes, he is. Love the passion. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be around for more than one year, but he will He will be back. They're not going to get rid of him. I think he wants to play for Guy Boucher. I think he also wants to demonstrate that he's got um, more value than the Senators have treated him as having over the last few years. So I suspect that they will probably either sign him to a three-year, 12 to $15 million deal if they can, which they might not be able to, or they will... I don't think they want to go to arbitration again. I think they'll sign him to a one-year, $4 million deal if they can't reach a better agreement, then look at trading him in, in season if things aren't going well. But I think he will be back either way. It's hard to make this argument without knowing the exact details of the Ottawa Senators' financial situation. All we know is that like it ain't good, but I think that if there was a guy you were going to try to pay a little bit of a premium for, Mike Hoffman is that guy, because by a number of statistical measures, he's one of the elite goal scorers in the NHL. And for a team that's always kind of wanting for star power, who's always looking for that, pardon the phrase, top six forward, to have one that you can lock up for, you know, several years. Those opportunities do not come along very often for this franchise. And I would be disappointed if Mike Hoffman signed into one-year deal. I think that that's a guy you want to try to keep for at least three or four years. But I agree that Mike Hoffman is the kind of guy that even if you end up splurging and paying more than you wanted to, you're still going to be happy that you did it in the long run. So as far as RFAs on this team go, Mike Hoffman is like the Hamilton tickets of RFAs. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. <laughs> that is a hip reference, my friend. Right? I didn't I didn't realize that uh, Hamilton had hit your PBS broadcast yet. <laughs> I think that when Brian Murray let Eric Condra walk last year, you know, it was easy to drop that line of, you know, it's like, oh, where are we going to get his 17 points from? I'm sure we'll find it. With Mike Hoffman, it's a legitimate question of w how you replace that guy's points and goals if he leaves. I think that's and right. And there's not any, there's not really any either traditional or advanced stat you can point to to say Mike Hoffman isn't getting the job done, right? Yeah. The advanced stats, if anything, make Mike Hoffman look even better than the traditional stats. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're going to be like, yeah, well, he scored 29 goals, but he wasn't good. But that good. Corsi, though. Yeah, like they're not, they, they can't even do that if they want to, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, who do you think he is? Bobby Ryan? <laughs> Congratulations to uh, uh, proud new father Bobby Ryan, by the way. I feel a lot better about that guy if I knew he was going to be well-rested for the start of the season. But for all I know, like he'll need to hit the gym more often just to like escape the home life. I'm just excited to uh, you know see the first pictures on Twitter of uh, Bobby Ryan and his, his new daughter having a tea party. That'll be, that'll be, that will be fun. Do you think the Ottawa Senators have any interest in bringing back Scott Gomez? 
<laughs> well, gotta ask the question. Gotta uh, ask the question. Well, you know, if you do miss out on those Mike Hoffman sweepstakes, uh, you gotta bring somebody back. You can't, uh, you can't lose the fans. You gotta bring in a name. So, Scotty, go. Everybody knows who he is, and Scotty that's, that's the, the body. Name recognition is the first step in building a brand. <laughs> Yeah, good luck in future endeavors, Scott Gomez. <laughs> uh, he also will not be getting a reference letter. So I am now out of free agents to talk about. I mean, I know that we were really uh, burning down the mic with our Mike Costa takes. Burning down the mic. <laughs> it's good, good right? Good. Yep, good. That's what I was going for. This is this is the kind of riffing that people tune in for. So I guess we'll be back after free agency in the draft. That makes sense. So, we'll have something to talk about then. We'll, we'll see. About, we'll, we'll see. Finally, Pierre Dorian emerge from his cocoon uh, as ideally a beautiful butterfly. We'll talk about Mike Hoffman's new seven-year contract. <laughs> his new seven-year, fourteen million-dollar contract. We'll we'll pour one out for Patrick Weirkosh. Yeah, that's too we'll bad. Wonder why Alex Chason is still on the team. <laughs> All this to look forward to and more sometime next month. Enjoy yourself, folks. Have a nice summer. Keep watching hockey, and we'll catch you later. Take her easy. For a couple of fowlers who both still live with their moms Breaking the town's local hockey team down with some microphones on No other podcast was finer Or was more of a hit with the big rig diners We never thought they'd make it past episode 5 Whoa, somehow these dudes named Shed and Paris are alive Whoa, 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 whoa I'd like to see whoa, Tomas Shabbat whoa, come in Wieluzeski be like, oh, I see the number 4 is free could happen. Anyone, anyone, I mean, they, anyone want that one? CC was a first round pick. He came up and he took number five. Yes, but who else wore number five for Ottawa? I don't remember actually. I should know that. Someone, uh, someone like, but not necessarily like Tom Pricing. It could be right. Pricing. I thought had like a number up in the fifties or sixties or something. Yeah, I'm just saying. So like someone, some minor character of in Ottawa years past. <laughs> Someone's listening to this right now, and they're getting furious that we don't yeah. remember Tom Pricing's <laughs> number. <laughs> that person's probably Ian Mendez. It was seventy eight. <laughs> Calm down, These Ian. Guys Mendes. are hacks. <laughs> we don't get paid for this like you do, Ian Mendez. Relax. <laughs>